Hello, everyone. This is Cliff Rohde of Goat Cloud Communications for another installation, uh, our number 17 of our Google Hangouts Internet Marketing Tutorials, where we try to share some information that we know with people who are out there uh, interested in this type of information. And uh, I hope that uh, everybody is getting ready and primed for a good vacation and holiday season. Today is December 5, 2014, and so Thanksgiving is already but a memory. Um, hopefully you had a lot of good turkey. And uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, and other holidays are coming up. The new year, my birthday, in fact. And uh, so Goat Cloud Communications is an online communications and marketing firm. I am the owner of it. Uh, and uh, we've been doing business for a number of years now, and we help a lot of small businesses and not-for-profits to thrive online. Uh, we like to say that we really help out where there is a connection um, or an intersection of communications and technology. We also, I mean, we help people with communication strategies more generally, um, but we also focus really on people's online presence, websites, social media, um, uh, search engine optimization, pay-per-click pay advertising or search engine marketing, that type of thing. And so if you think we can help you, by all means, feel free to reach out to us. Um, for those of you who happen to be watching now, uh, make sure to let the world know on Facebook, on Twitter, etc. Um, you can ping us Give us a hashtag, goatcloud.com, or hashtag goatcloud. Uh, we'd be happy to hear about it. Um, you know, one of the things, uh, and, and by the way, uh, this conversation today, as it is live, um, uh, provides an opportunity to ask questions in the Q&A panel on the Google Hangout. And so feel free to do that. We will respond to those questions as they come in. Um, we also like to, to mention that uh, we are big believers in corporate responsibility. We just recently sent in our check to Heifer International. Uh, the way that we uh, give back is we give to organizations that in turn provide uh, goats to communities in need across the world. And so that's a little way that uh, we can feel good about contributing something back um, we receive so many good things from our clients and customers and couldn't be more delighted about that. And we certainly encourage people to, to give something back themselves because it is a feel-good proposition and it helps people out as well. Last time we had a hangout um, was way back in September. Actually, we, we tend to do it a little bit more frequently than that, but uh, we've been very busy over the last few months, which months, which has been a good thing, uh, but which has kept us away from the Hangouts. And so we're looking forward to a new season, new year, and uh, getting back online with Hangouts. You know, I will say, by the way, that these types of webinars are really uh, terrific vehicles for people. Uh, for businesses and for nonprofits to get the word out. It really takes very little infrastructure, a camera, some sound, as you can see, some decent lighting, um, which really doesn't require that much. A backdrop that is not too out of control um, and uh, not too distracting from the viewers. And so think about uh, Google Hangouts. 
as uh, part of your marketing efforts for 2015. If you have any questions about it, uh, obviously we're happy to help. Um, I think our name should be appearing on the screen. If not, again, this is Cliff Rohde at GoCloud.com. There's certainly plenty of ways you can find us uh, via uh, this Google Hangout and our webs website and web presence, etc. So we talked about Google Analytics last time. Today we're going to talk a little bit about email marketing. And so just as a, um, as, as a way to um, talk about uh, or a way to think about this is that there are really kind of different types of, uh, of email that you can be sending out to people. And we're going to be focusing on two different kinds today. And the reason why I, I, the, the issue even came up, I mean, email is still a huge way to market. Um, you know, there, there's no reason that email should not be part of your marketing campaign. And in fact, it should be part of your marketing campaign. But you have to do it, um, I think, a little bit more strategically than, than sometimes people do. And um, you, you need to do it in a way that is not going to turn people off, but in fact is going to turn people on. And there's certainly, you know, there are ways that you can go out to email market people, um, uh, hitting them cold or hitting customers. And that's where we're going to kind of talk about the two different types. Because again, what kind of prompted this was I recently received a, uh, an email marketing pitch um, from a complete stranger. And uh, it just prompted me to think that, you know, what I bet people would be uh, interested in maybe hearing about ways to, uh, to do this and not to do this. And so what I'm going to do is share a screen. So if you're watching live, um, I'm going to be it's going to be a little bit harder for me to uh, handle the questions and answers. I will come back to them. Um, but um, if you're not watching live, you should be able to see the screen, even if for some reason the screen doesn't work. And I, boy, I'm really hoping that it does. Um, I'm still going to be talking through what you would see on the screen. And so I think it should be a value anyway. So I hope so. So here goes. I'm going to share the screen and uh, you're not going to be seeing my pretty face anymore for a little bit. So let's see if I can get this screen to share. So here we go. We are sharing a screen. And what I want to do is take this to... Um, the screen that is a PowerPoint, so you can see. So, this is um, a an, an email pitch that I got um, a few days ago. I don't know, and uh, you know, but it is so typical of email pitches that I get, and I'm sure that you get too. Um, if not every other day, or twice a day, or three times a day, at least every other day. Um, a lot of times they come from countries outside the United States. I don't have any particular problem with that necessarily. There are plenty of fine people doing great work outside the United States. Um, but I do find that they uh, often have uh, particular problems with them. But that can be replicated even if you uh, are an emailer sending domestically. And I've certainly seen them from domestic senders as well. So why don't we talk about, I'm, I'm going to focus on this particular email for a while, and then we're going to move on and, 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 and uh, to look at another email a little bit later. So I've just got a few slides here that we're going to go, going to go through. By the way, these hangouts tend to last about half an hour total. I really don't want uh, to go beyond that. And uh, this one, who knows, it may even be a little bit shorter. Depends how quickly we get through the information. So first up, um, Here's an issue right off the bat, um, which is this was the uh, the box that's highlighted there was the subject line in my email. 
first page of Google, right? How many emails do you get that uh, where people are guaranteeing that you're going to get it on the first page of Google? Um, it's completely spammy, right? It sounds like spam, and in fact, this is a spam message. Um, and so I'm going to say don't have a subject line that sounds like spam. You need to have a subject line that is going to capture the attention of people and make them want to read on. You probably have about eight words maximum to capture that person's attention. And, uh, you know, if you think about it, eight words is not a lot, but it is all about distilling the information um, that you are trying to convey to people in as short um, a, a, a space as possible. Um, we do this all the time on the web. Even if you're blogging, you're always looking for a condensed version um, uh, that is intriguing, interesting, captures the attention of the person so that they will read on. So, you know, when I see a, um, an email like this, I know immediately that um, I should uh, proceed with caution. And honestly, the only reason I looked at this was to think about, um, you know, see how they said it and then thinking, wanted to think about a potential presentation like this one today. So here's another problem um, with, the, uh, with this particular email. Uh, they sent it so that it arrived in my email box at 5.47 a.m. Well, if you are uh, like me, you're not typically up at 5.47 a.m., um, or even if you are, you're not necessarily starting your workday at 5.47 a.m. And so there's a good chance uh, that when that email arrived, uh, I was in bed, or if not, I was doing something else entirely. And so okay, you might say, that's all right, it's still going to end up in my inbox. Well, that's true. But emails in my inbox uh, are going to pile up in between 547 and when I start my work day. And so wouldn't you rather have um, an email that arrives at the time that I'm kind of checking in with my email uh, for the first time of the day? Or even better, is if you know the time that your potential clients or customers are likely to be on email, um, why don't you send the email then so that it arrives at the time that you think you're going to be there? And I will say <clears throat> plenty of email providers, uh, like email newsletter providers, Constant Contact, MailChimp, uh, Mad Mimi, etc., will provide information to you um, and certainly, if you Google this information, you can find out information about when is the best time to send an email, um, and also which days of the week are the best days uh, to send an email. So, But generally speaking, you don't want to just randomly be sending out email, and sending it at a time when the person is not going to be there to see the email is not good, because most people, <clears throat> if they're going to open up an email, are going to open it up right after it arrives, so why not have it arrive when they are there actually looking at the email. Um, here is a, uh, another pretty important issue. Look how they started the email to me. Dear web owner. Yeah, okay, it's true. Uh, actually, I don't own a web. Um, I own a website, and so I would uh, quibble with them about their choice of English. My sense is that has something to do with the fact that they're not uh, from the United States, um, 
Although certainly, if this is from India, which is my guess, um, you know they they speak English plenty there too. So it would do do well to learn the local lingo of people. But in any event, the point I wanted to mention here was that they're being very generic, um, which is a major don't. All right, if you just send out a an email to whom it may concern. The person who is on the receiving end of that understands that you did not take the time to figure out who the recipient is. And so they are implicitly saying here that they are sending this out to just random people hoping uh, to catch a nibble, right? And that's not the way that you kind of fish strategically is to just randomly send out junk to people you don't know and let them know right from the start that you have no idea who they are. Right. What you want to be doing when you're sending out emails is personalizing them to people. Now, you know, one of the, th the first things, and I must have um, either um, mistaken my slides or, um, <clears throat> or maybe uh, either I dropped it or somehow, but one of the first things that I wanted to say about emails of this type is that they're illegal to begin with. Um, we were talking before about the patina of spam that the, the subject line has. Well, just the fact that this person uh, who I don't know and have never had contact with sent me a commercial pitch via email is in violation of, in the United States, what is called the Can Spam Act. Now, I am not your attorney, and uh, I, I don't want to be your attorney. Um, but what I do want to say is that you check out whether there are any legal restrictions related to the sending of commercial email. Generally speaking, um, and this is legal information, not legal advice, um, it is illegal to just send out commercial email to people you don't know, no matter how tempting it is. And it can be very tempting because some people um, on the Internet will sell email addresses. Um, you know, maybe you have a particular type of customer base and you think you'd like to get, uh, I don't know, all the roofers in the United States well, or all the roofers in the northeastern United States. I'm sure that list exists out there. You're not allowed to just send them emails um, because you don't have a relationship with them. So make sure to pay attention to that. Now, you know, are you going to get in a lot of trouble? Potentially. I don't know. Um, I would recommend, uh, if you're interested, go look at uh, Federal Trade Commission, Federal Communications Commission um, uh, 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 decisions related to the CAN Spam Act and see what type of liability you could uh, potentially be subject to. So, number one, you don't want to spam people. And, and here, coming back to this slide about um, uh, not being generic, you're not spamming if you are sending information out to people that you've done business with. And if you've done business with those people or had contact with them in some kind of way, you should be able to personalize the email. Dear Tim, um, right? Because you met Tim at a cocktail party. You asked him if you could put Tim on your email newsletter list. Uh, he said yes. So the next time he gets an email from you, it is directed right to him. Even if you sent that same email out to a thousand different people, um, you have a thousand different names there. Um, here's another really bad thing that you cannot do in sending out emails. Now, mistakes do happen, but you have to use proper English. Um, I have kind of two issues here, right? Uh, one is they capitalized full before proposal for some reason that I, I have no idea about. Um, there's uh, People do tend to use 
uh, over or tend to overcapitalize, but that doesn't make any sense to me, and it's just jarring to me. Um, and also, they lead a sentence with, for further discuss, let me know your phone no and Skype ID. Well, um, to discuss further might be a better way to say that. Um, it's just bad English. You want to make sure that if you are sending out marketing messages to people um, and they are in the English language, that you are using proper English, um, proper spelling, uh, no typos. You don't want to use uh, words that are the wrong words to be using. So make sure. And if you don't have the best grasp on English, well, then you need to find somebody who does because... When things look bad, they cast a bad light on you, and the person is going to be less likely to want to do business with you because they think, gosh, this person can't even spend the time to uh, spell check or reread their message coming out to me. Now, again, do mistakes happen? Absolutely they do, but read and reread. And here's a tip for you um, if you're putting together an email that you're going to be sending out to people. Read it out loud to yourself. Uh, you would be surprised how just by going a little bit more slowly and hearing the words out loud, you will find mistakes that you didn't realize existed. So those were some quibbles I had, major ones with that one. First of all, they shouldn't have been spamming me in the first place. Um, but there are some other ways to go about it. And I, and I talked a little bit at the beginning um, when we were just talking about this, uh, about some do's and don'ts and the different types of email. Now, you know, uh, just a, a pitch that you receive out of the blue um, is a different animal from a kind of um, systematic email message that you're going to be sending out to your contacts on a regular basis. And so this slide here, if you're able to see it on the screen, and boy, I hope you are able to see it, is a just a, a, an image of a recent newsletter, email newsletter that I sent out. And um, there are some things here that you can see that I just wanted to talk about, which are good things to have in an email. Now, I am in by no way suggesting that I am perfect at this. Um, there are always improvements that could be made. But here are some decent things that, that can be done. Um, one is, I, I don't know if you're able to see my cursor moving over the screen right now. I'm hoping so. But there's a way, I, well, first let me say, I use a service called MailChimp. I strongly recommend that as a, as a major do, you use a major provider of um, new email newsletter services out there. MailChimp is one. I recommend them heartily. Um, Constant Contact is another good one. Um, uh, Mad Mimi is one. There, Aweber is another one. There are a variety of services out there. I use MailChimp. Um, it is free up until a certain point, and so I find it hard to argue with free. Um, but they also do a terrific job, um, and you can really uh, they provide trainings, uh, you know, on their website as well. It's a great service, um, and they help you identify these do's and take care of these do's and avoid the don'ts. Um, for instance, not spamming people. Um, so here, th there's intro text up at the top of the email, which just says a little bit about what this email is going to, to be about. Um, also at the top, um, there's a link to a web version of the email. If you can't see it for some reason, um, you can check it out on the web. That's a perfectly good way to do that. Um, it's a way to help people get that message across because not everybody has the same kind of email client. Um, <clears throat> it has my logo. For branding purposes, I don't know if you recall that email we were just looking at. It was nothing but just a bunch of plain text. So that doesn't help me to identify the company um, and keep that company in my mind. 
Um, I also try to spice up, and I would recommend to you that you spice up uh, regular email messages to your customers and contacts with images. Images break up text. Um, they say something. They, they capture the attention, the imagination. And they also might lead a person to want to share your information with someone else. And so, you know, those are all very, very good things to do in an email. By the way, we didn't talk so much about um, the timing, but, you know, I send an email out once a month, do it more often than that, and you may start to lose people because they feel a little bit saturated with the amount of information you're pumping out. In this email, um, I also include some relevant links. One of them, the first one, a little bit hard to see on the screen, but is a link back to content on my website from the last email. So it reminds people, oh, we sent this out last time. In case you missed it, here it is again. Um, feel free to check that email out, and you do that with links. Um, I also provide links to other information. This email is available as HTML, which makes it makes it look uh, all pretty, like you're seeing it on the screen. Or there's also a text version that is sent out for those people um, who want to receive only text uh, via email. Perfectly legitimate way to receive email, and you ought to accommodate those people as well. Some other do's um, are uh, this email, and what I really try to do is provide, and you should be doing this too, is to provide uh, valuable information to people. Don't simply use email as a vehicle to sell your stuff. If you do, you're going to turn people off. Now, this is not to say that some pitching um, is, a, is a bad thing, because in fact, you'll see in this image here, I do a little bit of pitching in that... I show uh, some of the services that I provide. I'm also offering a holiday special. Um, but that comes at the very bottom of the email, whereas the main substance of the email was actually trying to provide some valuable information to people um, that they can use, kind of like we would hope the information you're receiving uh, as a consequence of this webinar as well. Um, so you want to make sure that you are providing something of value. Honestly, that goes beyond email. That goes to a website, social media presence, etc. Um, but you need to be sharing information. It it uh, it is uh, good karma, and it shows people you kind of know what you're talking about. A couple of other items you can see in this picture are sharing uh, potential. So there are links there so that people, if they receive the email and uh, they think that it is something that uh, might be of interest to their contacts, it facilitates their ability to share it with others on the mainstream social media networks, Facebook, Twitter, GoCloud, LinkedIn. Um, in my particular email, it offers them uh, an easy way to let them forward it via email um, just by clicking on a link. And, of course, uh, a part of... Um, using a service like MailChimp is collecting data about what type of information is working when you're sending out email. And so if anyone clicks on those links, um, I receive information about that. So I learn what links work, what links don't work, uh, whether sharing is working, whether it's not. And so, you know, generally speaking, with any of your activity online, you want to be generating data and information that you can then review or review it with an expert so that you can see what is working, emphasize the things that are working and enhance them, um, and abandon those things that are not working. And like sharing, there is the related notion of connecting socially. So I've got buttons there on every email um, that allow people to connect with me on the mainstream 
um, social media networks. And so, you know, that's terrifically important because then you can also share information with them on a, on a more regular basis uh, via those social media outlets too. And of course, one of the great things too is that if people do uh, join you online and like you on Facebook and follow you on Twitter and stuff like that, well, there are other people who are liking and following those people who find out uh, the types of folks that they are interested in and they may find you as a consequence. Now, one of the uh, terrifically important item um, that goes to that Can Spam Act um, and as also just a good business policy is letting people easily unsubscribe to your newsletter. You know what? There might be a time uh, when people do want to get your newsletter and then they may decide, you know, I just don't want to get it anymore. I'm doing something different. I'd rather not receive it anymore. Well, you really want to help them to be able to unsubscribe. So at the bottom of every single email um, that you send, um, you should be offering them an ability to get off the list. And if you notice, I'm just kind of going back now to the uh, email I was showing you before. Um, they don't offer that opportunity. I can't unsubscribe. And in fact, I tend to doubt with this particular one that if I were to write them a note and say, unsubscribe me, who's to say that they're ever going to do that? Um, whereas I think if you're using a service like a MailChimp um, and people will uh, understand that you're using a, ser a service and I think maybe take it a little bit more seriously, seriously as a consequence because I think people are accustomed to seeing those types of emails come from people and they see that unsubscribing to a list works. So you want to make sure that you can do that. And uh, so, all right, I'm going to minimize that screen. I'm going to come back and stop the uh, screen share. And uh, I am back on the screen and certainly happy to answer any questions um, if anybody has them. Uh, we're getting close to our half hour mark. And so um, I'm not seeing any come up, which is absolutely fine. Um, if you happen to be watching this in a taped environment or, you know, this is these uh, videos always end up uh, being uh taped. They end up on YouTube. You can watch it on my YouTube channel. If a question arises as you as you are watching this down the road, feel f free to shoot me an email at cliff at goatcloud.com or you can come to our contact page on the website, of course, and, and find a way to contact us. So we hope you've got uh, maybe one or two nuggets of information there that were useful with respect to your email uh, marketing campaigns. There are plenty of don'ts to avoid. I think there are a lot of them are, are real common sense, um, but there are a lot of important do's that you should be thinking about um, pretty strategically and deploying those on a regular basis in your email marketing. And again, I, I have to stress that email marketing is a critical way to uh, be top of mind and get in front of people. You sh if you're not doing it, start doing it in 2015. Um, if you are doing it, there are always ways to tweak it and improve. Um, if you enjoyed this at all, let the world know. Tweet about it. Uh, send a note on Facebook, etc. Let us know. Uh, drop us a line or leave a review. Um, we are on Google, uh, Google Plus, Facebook, Twitter, all of those at uh, forward slash Goat Cloud. Um, if you do a search for Goat Cloud, I will guarantee you, you will not find uh, too many people besides us. Actually, there's a picture of a goat on a cloud that's not ours, but otherwise you're going to find us. So, We'd be uh, most grateful if you let other people know that you found some value in this. We certainly hope you found value in this. And so 
Um, without further ado and without further questions, um, I'm going to bid farewell. Thank you so much for watching. Again, this is Cliff Rohde of Goat Cloud Communications. We'd love to help you thrive online. Give us a shout. Thanks. Take care. Have a great holiday season. Bye-bye.